Welcome back. This is episode five of the Hunting RJ podcast. Um, I'm not going to lie. I definitely have had this one circled on my calendar. Uh, we're dabbling into the football world. Um, and by football, I don't mean American football for all you American fans. Um, this is an exciting episode. We've got two new guests joining us. Zach, do you want to introduce our, our guests? Yeah, we got one who both of us, both of us uh, played soccer with them. We all played soccer. Um, one is six foot three. Doesn't really know much about soccer. He's a United fan. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that shows everything. Uh, Maddie, we got Maddie on the pod today. Um, and then the second guy, just a huge degenerate. Doesn't even know what he's talking about at all. For <laughs> okay. some reason, got him on. Evan Williams. Great intros there. Great intros. Yeah. All right. So, so we're going to dive right in, actually. Um, starting with the Champions League. Uh, draw came out on two or i think friday i believe yeah um some tasty draws i must say two of the last three champions league finals were drawn um and yeah i mean let's let's get into the most boring one first which is chelsea against porto um i'm thinking the way we do this part of the segment is is go through uh kind of our thoughts on the draw and then give maybe a, a two-leg predict like score prediction um from each person so so let's do that. Let's start with Chelsea. I can start because it's Chelsea and it's my team. Um, yeah, yeah, Zach, go ahead. Um, so our roommate is from Portugal, and he's a Porto fan, also United fan. I don't know. Like, this guy just sucks, basically. I think it's a lot of But uh, I think we'll win it. I mean, Tuchel's pretty sick. He's kept 12 of 14 clean sheets, and he hasn't lost yet. Uh, I do think it'll be low scoring because we can't produce anything attacking. Um so I see us winning this like one nil both games. I don't know, Matty. Yeah, that's a take. I don't know. I think this is the best draw for both those teams. Honestly, yeah. Chelsea is probably the most beatable in it for Porto, and yeah. then I don't know. Chelsea, yeah, they couldn't have done much better than that. Honestly, yeah. getting Porto, they should be able to get through pretty comfortably. But no, uh, Porto's going to keep it interesting. I think. I just. I, re- I can't see them getting a win. They've got the worst manager. They've got worse players. Their form's not as good. It's just nothing's pointing towards them getting a win there. I think probably 3-1 Chelsea on aggregate is what I would go for. True, true. Evan, what do you think? Um, It's it's Chelsea all day, in my opinion. I don't know. I just think like since Tuchel came in, it's just been like gross. He's yeah. <laughs> Defensively, they've like, they're literally just like a wall. And um. Yeah, I don't know. I just think too strong for Porto. I think it's the best draw yeah. possible for Chelsea, especially with the whole bracket with Liverpool like, and Madrid and the other thing. I think Chelsea actually have a pretty good shot at making the final, in my opinion. At least. I, I I completely agree with you. I think they have a great shot at making the final, especially it's considering by far the best draw we could have had. Yeah, Honestly, oh, yeah. an ideal draw for Chelsea. I mean, they're playing great football right now. Um, obviously, defensively, very sound. Um, Christian Pulisic starting to play better as well. Uh, I think they're they're definitely looking dangerous to and yeah I I'd say like what you got probably a low scoring draw but yeah three one two two nothing something like that it'll be it'll be low scoring for sure because neither yeah. team can create yeah well I, I just think, think since fucking Tuchel came in like Ziyech Werner Havertz have all looked way better especially yeah. Havertz he was shocking like yeah. He had, like the standards were like so high and he was just terrible. So yeah, since, since Tuchel's came in, he's looked way better. So I just think everyone's firing for them. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens if they, uh, progress. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. Moving on to the more interesting draws. Um, I think this one's actually pretty lopsided as well. Um, it's Bayern Munich PSG is the next one we're going to talk about. Um, I think this one is going to be, surprisingly lopsided i think this is this is going to be 7-1 Bayern on aggregate i think psg is oh incredibly overrated uh, i think we saw that in the second leg against barcelona they got thoroughly outplayed in that game and i think with with Bayern's high press and their their quality up top i think uh the difference in in chances created in that in that tie is going to be huge obviously if Neymar is healthy, um, it could be a little bit closer. But yeah, high scoring affair, seven two, seven one. I think it. I think it'll be probably five one two nil 
over two legs. What do you guys think? I'm not PSG either. I think that's a little extreme, maybe. So yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> like yeah, they know. did that against Barca without Neymar, both legs as well, right? Right, yeah, you got to remember that. But we played them in the in the group stage with fully fit teams. They they weren't looking very impressive, to be honest. We should have got yeah. two wins against them. Yeah, and, yeah. I don't know. Byron, Byron's got too much over two legs. It's it's gonna be tough to knock them off. Nine, nine, seven one's a bit much, but I could see like a five two, maybe maybe four one. I just yeah. I, I can't see any way PSG get through this. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, for sure. I think that one is. It's pretty lopsided. I think I think PSG great run last year, and I think they've done well to to sort of obviously beat Barcelona, get finish first in their group. Um, but but yeah, no, I think this is where this is where their their Champions League um, journey ends. Uh, so so let's move on to the the next the next game then. Uh, Man City Dortmund. I think Man City is quite clearly right now the best team in world football. I think. The way that they're playing is honestly, I, I might say that this is the best city side I've ever seen. Honestly, I mean, from yeah, when they got the hundred points, I think points. better than the Centurion team, better than the team with prime Yaya Toure, prime David Silva. I think if you look at this team and you look at their depth, I mean, they're getting production from everywhere. They're young, young players like, like Foden and, and their, and their, uh, and Ruben Diaz, like, they, from from top to bottom, that team has been pure class, and and the way that they're playing right now, the way that they're just dominating their opposition, like they just started a champions or sorry uh, an FA Cup tie against Everton with De Bruyne on the bench and Aguero on the bench and Gabriel Jesus on the bench, like they can just start whoever they want and have eight quality subs, and it's just insane. Like it's it's insane how deep they are, and insane how how much quality they have right now. I don't see anyone um, really beating this Man City team in the Champions League. And I, I think they, they're the favorites right now. What do you guys think? How much, how much do you love Phil Foden? How many, how, many, how many young players you have above him? I'm a huge, huge Phil Foden fan. I'd say in terms of young players that are better than him, I think there's two, maybe three. I'd say uh, obviously Mbappe Holland and, and, and probably Zhao Felix in terms of 20 20-year-olds that are better than Phil Foden. You've got to get off the Felix band. Jao Felix is quality. He is just he's in an awful team. all that praise. Okay. Anyone in that Atletico Madrid team would look shit. They don't... Luis Suarez, he's like 32 years old. Yeah, on a yeah, yeah. But he's tearing it up. He did. He, at the start, he was tearing it up. He's kind of slowed down since then. But... but um, Simeone's come back his old ways. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think with Phil Foden, I mean... He's he's world. I could. I, he's world class. I think. I mean, close. I, I maybe maybe not world class yet, but but approaching world class certainly. I think that that. Well, look yeah, at I mean, around him as well. Like, I'd look good if I went cool. attacking Meta City. I mean, of course, of course. But that that's what I'm saying. I think I think Zhao Felix would look way better than Foden if you if they switched situations. Yeah. So so I mean, yeah. I think yeah. I mean, what what do you guys think about that City Dortmund tie? Yeah, I think I think City is going to be just too much for them over two legs. They've got 21 players, which would comfortably start for almost every team in the world. So, when they they get injuries, they have something wrong happens. It won't even matter. They can sub in whoever they want, and they're going to have enough to beat Dortmund. I think I think Dortmund has enough to keep it interesting because they should be able to get a couple goals. Like they could score first, or at least get it within one in the second leg, but. I think City's going to end up running away with it at the end, making it look a little less close than it was. You could see him winning 5-2 five, five, on aggregate with a couple late ones in the second leg once Dortmund start pushing. Yeah, It's going to be tough for Dortmund. They're going to have to do, yeah. do something special to get through. Evan? I don't know. I, like Obviously, City, I think City's going to win, and it'll be comfortable for them. I think they'll, I think they'll put it to bed in the first leg. But, like, it's... Like it's undeniable that Holland will score at least once. Like this guy scores every yeah. second shot. The hottest player in the world right now. He's Dude, unbelievable. His his like movement in the box, like the runs he makes, are just insane. Like I've never seen any player do that. And I don't know. I just think like obviously Man City are just too strong. Like Dortmund too young of a team. They are, I wouldn't even consider them a team. I think they're more of like a business. They mm-hmm. kind of just buy these players, develop them to like 
really good talents and like they have a lot of potential and then they just sell them off for 100 mil. Like that's just seemed to be the trend of Dortmund. I honestly think they're more focused on the business side of things than footy, but yeah, I think I'll be comfortable for uh for City. I'll go I'll go four or five two on aggregate for City. So. What what's the deal with this Howling guy? I saw I saw when he walked off the field, like he threw his jersey into the other guy's hands. But he seems nice as shit. Like, he's, is he out, or or what's the deal with that? Yeah, they drew the game. They drew two two, and he had a late equalizer. So, like, the guy wanted to swap shirts, so he like gave him the shirt or whatever. But he, he was pissed off. He's a guy he needs to win. If he's if he's not winning, he's he's not going to be happy. Which is like like is he out? Is he out in the next three hundred sixty five days? Yeah, this summer, either this summer, or latest next summer, unless Dortmund don't make the Champions League this summer, then I think he'll be gone. Where's he going? Honestly, I, I think this Champions League leg is like a trial for him. I yeah. think City is going to be looking for him. Aguero's moving on. Jesus I would say City are probably the big, most likely to get him. And that's yeah. just insane. Like, that's just ridiculous. That, that's going to be I mean, how can you beat a team like that? You've already got, you know, 20 world-class players, and you just throw in the best young, talented striker in the world. Like, what yeah. the hell is everyone else meant to I don't see how he fits, like, Pep's system, though. Like, all Pep's players are, like, below 5'10". They're all fast, and, like, they just pass and run. Yeah. Or Holland is just like tall, like yeah. proper striker making runs. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, but I've seen rumors of him like going to United. I, I don't think so. United, like United gets linked with everyone. Like, yeah. That's just such. We, we won't be able to pay him. We, yeah. we couldn't even. Well, the only that. teams that could get him would be City, and then maybe PSG, but PSG have Mbappe, so <laughs> it has to be City. Okay, yeah. so like, who wins between PSG and Bayern, or City and Bayern in the semis? They Bayern for me. Yeah. I, I think that's going to be one of the greatest like two legs in the Champions League in like years. I've, honestly, honestly, like in, in a while, I think obviously Bayern was clearly the best team in the world last year. Um, I think a lot of us probably predicted them to 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 win that win that Champions League, and a lot like this year's City, super deep team. Um, and I mean, they're still deep this year, but but I think just. Uh, City's just on form right now. Bayern's defense has looked um, shaky in the league. I think they've conceded about 37 goals in in, in 18 or 19 games played. Yeah. Um, so I think 1.6 to two goals a game, which is not great um, for a, for a world class side like like Bayern Munich. Um, and I think City will just exploit that. I think they're better in possession. Obviously, they both uh, press pretty high, which will make it. Um, a pretty exciting game. They're obviously both quality on the ball as well and have world-class players everywhere you look. But but yeah, no, I think I think City wins this one in a close in a close tie. I disagree. I think it's going to be Bayern. I think tactically they'll kind of cancel each other out, and it's yeah. just going to be which player or which team has more superstars that can just create something out of nothing. Yeah, I, you know, you throw a ball into Lewandowski in the box, he can climb over stones and Diaz, no problem. He can slot a couple home. Yeah, and, I mean, you can always see De Bruyne could, you know, whack one in from thirty yards out or so. But I don't know. I don't think I'd give the edge to Bayern in that one. But I, I do think it's pretty much like a, a two-leg Champions League final. I think whoever gets out of that is going to beat whoever comes out of the other side. Yeah. yeah, also, uh, City have never been past the quarterfinals. Bayern won it last year, so Bayern know what it takes. Yeah, yeah. City always seem to bottle it when it comes to the Champions League. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess we'll Hard see. to bet against the City team, though, I must say. That is true, um, yeah. But it's, it, it'll be very interesting. Hard to bet against Bayern. Yeah. Now, let's I mean, move on to the, the, probably the, the other day, though. I don't know. Shut up. Just move on, move on, move on. <laughs> I'm sorry about how United beat City. Just move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on to probably the closest tie of the four, Liverpool-Real Madrid. Um, this will be a great tie as well. Um, I think Liverpool's a little bit undervalued um, in terms of... I was looking at the odds for this tie, and, and it's pretty even. I think they're giving a slight favorite to, to Liverpool. Liverpool's um, they, Sorry? Liverpool's one point seven to qualify, and Real is two point oh five. And I already hammered a Liverpool to qualify bet. I think it's I think it's safe. Um, I think in terms of end product, I don't think these teams are close, um, and that's probably what it'll come down to. I think that um, obviously defensively, uh, Liverpool has been unsteady due to their injuries. 
Um, but so has so has uh, Real Madrid. I mean, Ramos has been out missing extended periods of time. Marcel's been out missing extended periods of time. Even up top, Benzema has missed extended periods of time. Um, so it'll be a close tie. Both teams kind of struggling with with injuries. Um, but I think I think Liverpool gets their revenge here and and wins. I think what will be a, a little bit more of a higher scoring tie. I'm I'm saying five three over two legs. Um, maybe maybe like a three one and then a and then a like a two two or so, something like that. But but yeah, I think I think Liverpool get it done. What do you guys think? I think that's that's pretty reasonable. I mean, they're both like incredible teams who are just not having a great year. So I think it's just going to come down to who turns up on the day. Because Liverpool can either they could hammer them if they really turn up, and Real Madrid's not playing great. But they've had like multiple games this year where they've just been off. And if they are, Real Madrid's going to punish them for that. So yeah, I think yeah. Liverpool has as a slight advantage for sure, just because I think they are the better team at the moment. But they're, they're going to have to turn up. They're, there's no doubt about it. They, they're not going to get by by not playing well like they did in the last round against Leipzig. They're going to need to play their best if they want to go through. But yeah. I would say I'd, I agree it's going to be a, a high-scoring tie. Probably I don't mind like a 4-3, 5-3 for Liverpool over two yeah. legs. Evan, what do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I just look at like Madrid's like attacking options and they literally have the Brazilian Nathan Redmond. This guy like Vinicius, <laughs> this guy like can't finish to save his life. <laughs> he's terrible. I was watching the other night. He, he's a million dollar move and he can't finish his dinner. Like he's so bad. <laughs> like, but like if Liverpool's frontier firing and like Liverpool's history in the Champions League, obviously Real Madrid as well, but Liverpool is over the last well, you saw what they did to Barcelona. I think they can, if they turn up, they will absolutely hammer Madrid, in my opinion. I think it'll be, I think it'll be more comfortable than four three or five three. I'm gonna say more like four one or four two for Liverpool five two. Fair, fair, fair. Over, on, over yeah. two legs, though. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, and and despite of Liverpool's recent struggles in the league, they've looked pretty switched on. Um, throughout Champions League play this this season, yeah. which is also important to know. Um, yeah. So, so I think that kind of wraps up our our Champions League segment. Let's let's move on to to the Premier League, and let's talk about um, some some PFA Player of the Year nominees. Um, I have a list uh, of of four guys down here. Um, feel free to add any if you guys think they're in contention. Uh, my first two are John Stones and Ruben Diaz. I think they both deserve a shout. I think they both had world-class seasons. Um, and then my, my next two are just guys who have absolutely filled up the stat sheet um, in, in Harry Kane and Bruno Fernandes. So so those are my four, I think, front runners right now. Um, Maddie, who do you have as your favorite? And and yeah, who, who, do, you, who do you like getting I've this? Got, I've got three players that I think it should go to, and then one outsider. I think for sure Harry Kane, he's my favorite. I think even though Spurs haven't had the great year themselves, it, his numbers are just absolutely ridiculous. He's had some injuries too. But yeah. he's, uh, he's the only player with over 30 uh, goals and assists in the league and with second to Bruno Fernandes. Yeah. Um, I've got Bruno as my second guy as well. Yeah. I think just his numbers alone deserve him a spot in the conversation. I don't think he should necessarily win it unless United – like comfortably get you know second place and he scores some more goals coming in and then i would say ruben diaz is sort of like an outsider mm -hmm. I, I don't know he's he's changed their defense i don't think john stones should be in because if it's if it's a city defender i think it's got to be diaz yeah. john stones has some more goals but i think diaz keeps them a bit more solid yeah. and then i think actually gundawan should be in for a shout um, if City end up comfortably winning the league by 20-plus points, then it almost has to be a City player for player of the I year. I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree with that. I was going to say Gundogan as well. Yeah, yeah, I mean, his numbers from center mid are, are kind of ridiculous. He doesn't even play that far forward. And, he, yeah, he's probably been one of the most influential players in their team. So if it has to be a City player, I'd probably lean towards him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think that it's it's between Kane and Bruno um between those those first two spots um unless obviously city just don't lose for the rest of the season and, and man you and and Tottenham both struggle with both of those guys in the side um i i think that in terms of quality um Kane is the better player 
But I think in terms of if you look at their season and you look at the, their team success, I wouldn't be surprised if if Bruno takes takes it home. Um, Evan, what what are your thoughts and, and who do you think who do you like winning winning the player of the year? Um, I don't know. It's really tough one just because if you look at who Bruno has around him in the team, like he's playing in a midfield three with Fred and McTominay and they're but like McTominay, first of all, isn't even a CDM in my opinion. And Fred like couldn't pass like f- more than five yards if he tried. Uh, so like for Bruno to put up like the numbers that he has, I don't know what it is, 16 goals and 12 assists. I think it's something like that for a midfielder is like absurd. That's more goals than anybody in the league except for Salah. Um, so like all bias aside, I would say Bruno. Um, I hate him. Don't get me wrong. Like I absolutely <laughs> hate his guts. I think he's the most like he looks like a rat. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, Kane is definitely a close, close show. I think Kane has been amazing as well this season. He's definitely like transformed his game in terms of playmaking. Because um, usually Kane is just known for his goals, but this season has been way more. I don't know, of a playmaker between him and Son, yeah. And he's had his injuries, but yeah, I, I just I just think Bruno has been kind of a revelation. Like especially with he's playing in. Is it crazy to say that that Kane might be the best player on the Prem? Like the guy just does it year in, year out. He's like he fucking far he away. Is. He's so good. I mean he's like unreal this year. Yeah. He's yeah, yeah, yeah no. I, I, I agree too. I just think I don't know. I just think Bruno's first full season in the league with the team he's playing in. Like, without him, United wouldn't be in the top four. No chance. Location in the top four, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, I think, yeah, we can agree. Bruno, Bruno, and Harry Kane in terms of in terms of quality and in terms of the, the actual in their individual seasons, but it, it might just have to go to a City player, considering how dominant they've been. And in that case, Gundogan. Um and Ruben Diaz. Uh, yeah, no, I would give I him mean, a shout as well. The the committee though, like I feel like they value they don't value team success so much, right? Like, like Hendo. I mean, like De Bruyne won it over Hendo in the kind of similar scenario when when Liverpool's dominant. Hendo was obviously like their best player, the most valuable player, but De Bruyne was clearly like the more like the higher quality player in the league. You know, in all of those in all of those um situations though, they were one and two in the league. Like Tottenham is, I think, eighth right now, and no, but in terms of, like a Bruno shout. Oh yeah, yeah, for Bruno for sure. Yeah, City's kind of like run away with him. I guess Liverpool yeah. did too, but like, yeah, like, like it's been the gap in terms of just team quality as well has been just insane. And I know if Bruno keeps this United team in second, I think he should be the favorite. Obviously, he's not doing it by himself. I think he's also a, a tad bit overrated in terms of, in terms of his stats not telling the the whole story of his overall play um but but yeah i mean there's there's no doubt he's been their best player this season and in in that case alone he definitely deserves it deserves a shout who's this here and leave unless we're talking honestly i don't think city has been that impressive this year like compared to the Liverpool and City squads of the past few, I mean they're winning games consistently, but realistically, none of the performances look that special. They don't have any players who are like super standout for Player of the Year, despite them being like 15, 20 points ahead in first. So yeah. I don't know. I think it's just the fact that they have so many really good players that they can rotate freely, they can get injuries, it doesn't affect them. And no matter what, when they come up against like a Burnley, a Brighton, a Southampton, they're going to have no problem. They're just way too good for them. But in That's terms of an actual player of the year, it's hard to like look through that squad and pick one player who's just been absolutely standout stellar. And that might be the most impressive thing about this like City squad. Like the fact that they don't even have a standout guy. Like usually if you're that far ahead, like, like we've seen these Liverpool teams... Mo Salah just like been the clear best player on those teams or or some of these these United teams of past having having one or two clear best player you can point at the city team and say well like who's really been their best player this season then there's like multiple answers right there's like five or six answers you could argue which is which is kind of scary yeah. um 
and, and less that they don't have standout players, and more that all their players are standout. That yeah. when they play together, they can't exactly. stand out from each other. <laughs> and that's why I'm what <laughs> three years. But. What's up with De Bruyne this year? Like, yeah. is, is he been injured? Because it seems like he's played like a decent amount of games. He's also, I mean, like from I don't really watch soccer anymore, but like he's been the best player on this team for five years. It's pretty amazing to have a conversation with. City with a clearly De Bruyne not really in that conversation for PFA Player of the Year. Well, he's clearly their best player. I think we can all agree, Maddie. Right? Yeah, okay. I would say based on like actual talent, he's, yeah, he's the yeah. best player. And and I think he's he's the best midfielder in the world. That goal he scored against uh, Club back on the, during the week was that goal was just ridiculous. That goal was absolutely insane. Like like only he can do that in my opinion. Yeah, and it's like eight expected goals or something, and he only has like what four? Yeah, no, he's. I, I saw a stat the other week that he is the like most underperforming player in the league goals wise based on like his expected goals, which yeah. is interesting because obviously every city player is going to have a higher level of expected goals than they actually score just because they create so many chances that are worth like 0. 0.2, 0. 0.3 expected goals that really aren't that good. Yes, yeah. I mean, De Bruyne. He's a player that you'd expect to, you know, at least keep up to the level of expected goals. Yeah. But I don't know. He seems like he's almost taken a step back. And maybe that's because all the other players have been playing so good that he no longer has to, like, take everything on himself. He can just, you know, pass it around nice and easy and control yeah. it that way. I mean, he's still, he's still leading, he's still leading um, the Premier League in chances created per 90 minutes and right. a bunch of other analytical stats as well. Um and and he's obviously, I mean, PFA Player of the Year last year, um, probably the best midfielder. We'll, we'll talk about this this in a, in a bit as well. Probably the best midfielder in world football um, on form. Um, and and it's almost not as if he's having a bad season, or everyone else in his team has just been so good that he hasn't st- stood out as much as he has in years past. So um, so yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, kind of with that um, segue, we're going to talk about um, our most, okay, actually, this is going to be a funny one. We're going to talk about this this kind of briefly because we have a, a little bit more to go through, but we're going to talk about our most, we'll just go overrated player um, in, in the Premier League for right now. And and with this, I'll I, think have, Aiden will start. I want Aiden to start. Okay, I'll, I'll start. I'll, I'll actually start this, okay? So... Three of three of us in this chat right now are are Liverpool fans. So so we watch the same team kind of play every weekend. Um, I, I try to watch as much United and City and, and Chelsea as I can as well. But but I watch Liverpool games pretty much every weekend. And for for two years, I just got a Snapchat memory of me recording Fabinho giving the wall away two years ago. So for two years, I've been I've been on this guy's ass, and and it's weird because. Throughout throughout world football, watching watching the game since I since I was a kid, I've seen these these slow ball playing uh, defensive midfielders be so integral to teams' success. I mean, you look at Sergio Busquets, you look at Andrea Pirlo, you look at guys like guys that can that are that may not be the fastest, but you can't deny their influence on the game in terms of getting in front of passing lanes, reading the game, and and their then their ball playing ability. Um, I think that's what a lot of people see in Fabinho and a lot of people expect, or I think maybe subconsciously think that Fabinho does because he's in a team he, or, or when he started, he was in a team. Um, when he came into the team, they were the best, they had the best backline in world football. They had two absolute dogs in Jordan Henderson and Jeannie Wijnaldum playing in front of him. And he had the best front three in world football as well. So he was kind of in an ideal situation coming in. Um, and I have seen absolutely nothing that has made me anywhere close to impressed that I think that if he played on the Vancouver Whitecaps, he would struggle to start. And <laughs> that is, a- <laughs> I, think, I, I don't think he stands out. I don't think he stands out. Um, we can ask Chris how his UBC men's soccer team is playing, but I don't think he stands out on that pitch at all. <laughs> in terms of ability, uh, I 
he, he's not even the best player in this in this Zoom call. Um, <laughs> he's just he does nothing. I mean, he walks he walks around slowly, doesn't track back, constantly gives the ball away. I'd say I, I said this um, with to you guys earlier this week. If you subtract the the passes back to his center backs, I think his pass completion percentage is is sub thirty percent. Um, the amount of times that guy gives the ball away, the amount of t- the amount of balls that come down the air and he just fails to control, um, the amount of balls that that slip by him, and the amount of times that his man are just left in pockets, either to his left shoulder or to his right shoulder, is just it's astounding to me. And it's weird to me how how so many Liverpool fans and Premier League fans in general are just blind to the fact that he is the biggest fraud in world football. I think if his name was Dave Smith, people would people would agree with me. But the fact that his name is Fabinho, it sounds like Ronaldinho or Fernandinho. Um, <laughs> he just gets all this love, and and I think that's all I can say about the topic right now before I get a little bit too heated. But but I'll let Callum kind of parlay yeah. um, my thoughts here. I I just like quickly say those are some of the most exaggerated, outrageous. Yeah, <laughs> that is outrageous. <laughs> no, honestly, I, I'm with Aiden here. Like, if I was coaching my what? my U18 my, my West Van Spurways silver team, I'd maybe I'd consider putting him like maybe maybe in the lineup, but he, he'd definitely get benched like relative to some of the other players. This guy, there's there's nothing on the field this guy does well, right? Like, let, let's go through some traits you need, right? Okay, he's a midfielder, distributing the ball. Here's some stats for you. The guy's played 101 games since coming to Liverpool. It's five assists. And he gives – Aiden's right, 30%. That is an exaggeration. It's I more think, like I fucking more five. The, other the guy is brutal. <laughs> he can't pass the ball. He cannot move the ball. He sucks. He's slow. He can't tackle. Like, he, he gives me absolutely nothing. He, he Mentally, he's ill because he's just not playing football correctly. Like, he, he's – oh, his positioning is horrible. I want to go – if you could go back and do, like, expected goals against – God, he's got to lead the world in that because every time <laughs> he gets on the ball, the other team gets a, gets a chance. Every time he gets on the ball, um, I've never, I've honestly never seen a worse football player in my entire life. Um, I mean, yeah. I've known this for three years. The guy's been clearly <laughs> this agenda. You guys just have agendas against him. No, I know. He's I'm so good. I, I just want to see my I, team do well. I love I'm a lot a of Liverpool fans. I'm in I don't know what you guys do well. Okay, Ev, go. I don't know what you guys are watching. I think he's the best CDM in the Premier League. Like, easily. (laughs) Easily. (laughs) Easily. All right, so that's episode five of our uh, (laughs) podcast. He's a rock. He's a rock in the midfield. His tackling is amazing. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I think he's integral to the way Liverpool play. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think the first year he if you watched if you watched Liverpool in that bad run of games they just had, Fabinho was playing center back the whole time. There was no like proper midfield there. Like, yeah, obviously we have Tiago and stuff, but I don't think Tiago works in Liverpool's system very well. Um there was no like midfielder that could just take the ball off the center backs and distribute it to the wingers or the forward players. I just think Fabinho is so good at that. And like defensively, he's amazing. And going forward, like obviously he could work on a little bit, but He's a defensive midfielder. You can only do so much, right? Okay, I so think, so, I think he's amazing. I think he was he was much better um, in center back than he was in CDM, just purely because he wasn't getting the ball as much. Um, he wasn't on the ball as much, so he was less involved in the play, and he was he was honestly better. He was better when he was in center back. When you're when you're playing center back, obviously you don't have anyone behind you. Easier to play the ball. Um, he he looked good distributing the ball out of the back, um, but. Yeah, he's good at distributing the ball to the back. He he's the seventh that's best it. midfielder on, on Liverpool. Seventh best, and yeah. I think that's maybe that's maybe a little nice. You tell me, Oxley Chamberlain is better than him. Give me Oxley Chamber ten seven days a week, twice on Sunday. Please, let's go through this. Let's go through this, okay? Hendo, it's not even the conversation. I don't even want to hear that. Hendo, Hendo's so good. Um, Wijnaldum better. Thiago maybe he doesn't fit in the system well, but clearly better player. Milner better. Um. My fucking uh, who am I missing here? Kata better, and Kata sucks. Oh he my sucks. god, he's Kata. still better, dude. Okay, Kata's Kata's good. better. 
Kate is good, but he can't get into form because he gets injured every third game. He's made of glass. Yeah. That would make Fabinho the eighth best midfielder and the worst midfielder on Liverpool's roster. Like, who would you take? Who's better? Who's better in the Premier League than Fabinho in that position? Dude, Fernandinho, Rodri. Okay, Fabinho Rodri doesn't get on Man City. Fabinho doesn't get on Man City's B team's bench. He doesn't. <laughs> Fernandinho and you guys just have an agenda against him. I think Fernandinho was is better. Yeah, okay, but like he's older now. He's like what 36? I Fabinho is better than him. Like Tielemans is better. I think both Fred and McTominay are both better than him. I think. Okay, I got Fred and McTominay. Did you see Fred's pass against Leicester? Yeah. Okay. He's blind. He's blind. He's the worst player I've ever seen in my life. He's so bad. <laughs> Red, okay. He's a fake Brazilian. He's like Ronaldinho. He got a fake no, Brazilian passport. Hey, speaking of fake Brazilians, Fabinho is the real fake Brazilian that we should be talking about here. This guy's His name's actually- Fred. He's probably just from the States. It's <laughs> 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 Fred. Fred and Mc- I can't believe I just heard that. Again. They, it's like they're two Duracell bunnies, as Mark Goldridge would say. They just run around and give the ball away. At least they run around. Fabinho doesn't run. I don't really tackle. He doesn't have to run. His positional sense is good. Dude, that is the most. Oh, oh you guys just said he wouldn't get on the U18 silver team. Don't <laughs> give me that crap. We want a Champions League with him in the midfield. Yeah. He wouldn't get on the silver team. I think I think that that feat alone just shows you how good Genie Wijnaldum and Jordan Henderson are. The fact that they could oh, throw no, that squad no. behind them and Van Dyke, uh, he's just sandwiched in quality right now. And it's it's. Ugh. Let's let Maddie yeah. speak. Yeah, yeah Maddie, go. Just go. And did exactly what he was meant to do. He came into like the best defense in the Premier League. He had a good midfielders who could create for him. His only job was to get the ball, pass it simple, let the other players like do all the dirty work, all the tough one work, create and stuff like that. This year, you guys lose the defense. He's becoming exposed because the whole year where he was training just keep it simple. Now, all of a sudden, he needs to step up. He needs to be the guy. He hasn't been able to do that. So, I agree. I don't think he's one of the best in the league. But, I mean, the the takes you guys have made, it makes me want to call him the most underrated player in the league now. Because he's he's not that bad. He did his job perfectly in the first year. You get hit with the worst injury crisis Liverpool's had in years. Yeah. And now, all of a sudden, all the pressure's on him. He looks terrible because he's... I mean, they're asking too much of him now. I and I think this, that's this isn't a recent phenomenon though. Like he he's been poor. Yeah. For for ever every the second he stepped into the, the uh, onto the field, like, what, so like you, if his job if his job is to win the ball back, Aiden Aiden sends him videos weekly of of, of of him producing goals for the other team. Not even like not defending, like actually pr- actively producing goals for the other team. <laughs> it, he's he's a shocking. He's a he, Oh, he's shocking. I, I don't um and the thing is, like we talked about Fabinho's job just being to to play simple and and he didn't really have much of a job. Like as you said, he just was brought in to, to kind of sit in front of that back line and just play simple. <clears throat> Who wouldn't be able to do that? Like if you look around the league, if you had um I'm just gonna bring up uh, like who's who's an average who's an average DM. Eric Dyer, defensive mid for Spurs. I'll use Declan Rice as an example, even sure. though I think I think he's loads better than Fabinho. I, I, I would agree as well. But. Okay, yeah, but but uh, okay, let's let's use a worse a worse player then. I don't, I don't even know, but just I think if you use X defensive average defensive midfielder in the Premier League, I think they do the exact same job, and I think most of them do it better. That's, that's I, I think his job was made easy. You, you know, you got Van Dyke and Gomez behind you and, you know, Robertson and Trent and ahead of you, you've got the best tack in the league. As a defensive man, that's, that's the easiest job in world football. But yeah. I think he, despite it being easy, I think he played it near on perfectly. Like he, he wasn't creating anything and stuff like that, but he wasn't meant to. He was just kind of like keeping it, keeping it controlled, keeping everyone in their positions and stuff. And I, I think he just did what he was meant to do, which doesn't look impressive because his job is so simple. But like he, he did what he was asked of. That's fair. I think we've been talking about. We could probably go on uh, about this <laughs> for, for another three hours. So I'm going to try to cut it short, and I'm sure we'll talk about this in, in future episodes as well. Um, but let's move on to, I think, 
probably my favorite segment of today and our last one. Um, we're gonna we're kind of gonna go through um, each position um, in world football and and kind of name our best player at that position. Hopefully, with the goal of of creating a world XI of teams of of, of players of, of like players players in the world. I guess pretty counter pretty intuitive. Sorry. Um, <laughs> So, so players, right? Let's 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 start with let's start with um, uh, a goalkeeper here for our World XI. Oh, um, I'd say some some nominations I'll throw out there are Manuel Neuer, Ederson, um, Oblak, yeah. uh, Courtois. Courtois sucks. Really? It's got to be Oblak for me. He's too good. I, I'd agree. I think it's between that game, that game against Liverpool just solidified it last year. I think, I, I think it's between Oblak so and Neuer. I'm, yeah, I'm still so good. Yeah. I think Neuer is like Neuer is a second. Neuer is close second. I would say Neuer was the best. He's like his team is doing unbelievably, and he's still very, very solid. Who are you saying, Zach? Neuer. Okay, I'm saying Neuer too. Maddie, who are you saying? I would say if you're putting them in the best team in the world, you probably want Neuer because you're going to have the ball more often than not, and you're going to want to like use his uh. His we can like distribute it really well as well. But it, I'd say Oblak's the better goalie. But in like the best team, you'd, you'd probably rather have Neuer in there. I actually I agree with that, but I I think like but but we're we're just taking each position. So you think Oblak's the better goalie? Go Oblak then, yeah. Okay, Oblak. I'm fine with putting Oblak in. I think it's two two. Let's let's just say Oblak. Um, because that's a pretty close one, and I think Calum can make the deciding vote. Yeah, Calum. give me O Black. Give me O Black. Okay, okay, sounds good. Sounds good. Um, Based on I... nothing. <laughs> Based on... Back. What did you say? <laughs> Based on nothing. Based on nothing. <laughs> <laughs> left back. Left back. I have a few with one surprise candidate that Maddie might like. Yeah. Um, uh, I have I Alfonso Davies, Andy Robertson, and and Luke Shaw. I think Luke Shaw's been so good this year. I think Luke Shaw's low-key been quality. We're not going off form. We're going off just pure ability. Yeah. Who's the best player? Who's the best left back in the world? Not 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 who's on the best form. Who's having the best? It's like straight Robertson. Two ways. It's got to be Robertson. But I think Luke Shaw this season has been like the best. Going forward, he's been so good defensively. He's been good. Um, Twenty eight, like twenty eight. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I think he's still got time to uh, develop a bit. I would say Robertson for me. I'd say Robertson as well. I think Robertson's fun. just been quality year in year out. Yeah, every exactly. ever since he came to the team, just Mister Consistent. Yeah. Um, Robertson is one of, if not the most overrated player in the Premier League. So Robertson is. Yeah, I don't rate him that highly at all. I think he's had a you know a pretty average year. He had that one when you, when you guys won the league. That was one of the best years of, uh, of any left back in Premier League history. But I I don't know. He's you think Trent is better than Robertson. What was that? You think Trent is better than Robertson? Yes, yes, I would. I think going forward, Trent is no. Okay, this is how I think of it. I think two like Robertson's the better defender. Like that's obvious. Trent's defending is like. Is shite. Like he, he can't defend. But going forward, Trent looks like way silkier. His passes look way nicer. But like they put up almost the same numbers going forward as well. He's the mo- he's the more attractive player. Pause. Yeah, exactly. Um, and but, he's English, so he gets the bias from the media. Yeah, he's English. Uh, and Maddie. And Maddie. Sorry. No, no, I was saying Matt, Maddie is like the English media. Like he, he's biased for it. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> no, I would say this season, Luke Shaw has been the best left back in the league, but I would yeah, say overall, all the best player is Andy Robertson. Okay, we're going Robertson. Luke Shaw on the World XI. Yeah, no, you, you can't. I'm still taking Davies, by the way, for the World XI. Okay. I just think that the pace he has is, is I'm taking Davies as well. Davies. By the way, let's shout out Alfonso Davies real quick in case yeah. he's around or in case he ever tunes in. Yo, me, 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 me and Fonzie were, were at Fade together uh, like three years ago, so throwback to that. I could cancel him right now, but I won't do it. <laughs> you take it taking Robertson or Alfonso? No. Give me Robertson all, all day. Oh, all day. It's, it's Robo. It's Robo. Um, okay, two two center backs. Or sorry, so let's let's go let's go um right back and then we'll do our two center backs. I think this is the most straightforward one. Um we got uh, 
I put Trent in there just because he's been quality over the last few years, but I don't think he gets anywhere near this conversation now. I think Reese James deserves a shout. Oh, I also yeah, have in the world. Okay, he no, will. No, but he's no, like, no, no, but, 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 but yeah, he's good. But 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 yeah. But there, it's got to be Zhao Cancelo here, eh? It has to be. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? It's not Cancelo. I think he's good. <laughs> Who is it then? I don't know. This is a tough one. I, 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 I don't so see obvious. He's been good for, what, two months? World, sorry. <laughs> he had, like, a good game against Gladbach, and he's been, like, decently solid for, like, the last few months. But, like, it's not – it can't that be. Does in that – dude, oh, I don't know. I, I think – I don't know. I think that one's pretty clear. But but I guess I guess I was in the minority there. What, what, do, you, what do you guys think? I'm, I'm not sure, to be honest. I <laughs> – yeah. yeah, I don't know. There, there's not really any standout. Yeah, right? there this season there hasn't been any. <laughs> shout out to Dino Best um, for Barcelona to score two goals in the weekend as well. But yeah, you know. in the future, he could he could be one yeah. of them. There's about four or five guys who could do pretty much the same job back there and right back. And I, it's tough to pick the number one. I don't think Cancelo is a, a bad prediction. But just to think of him as the number one right back in the world. So no, no, I just don't, so, so I don't see him. I, you know, I forgot. Can I guess shout out maybe this other fullback? I don't know if he plays on the right, but um, I heard this Chris Lee kid's pretty good. Um, coming out of Vancouver. <laughs> I might take him. I might take him. Yeah, even on his weak side, he may be number one. <laughs> Let's slot him in there because, yeah, most straightforward one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I have no idea who to vote, but I, I can't see it being Kinsolo. I give him a shout, but he's not the well, best. Chris, I need I need I need another name then, or else I'm writing Kinsolo down. I need another name. Oh god. Uh, he's down. Give he's it to down. it. You guys take too long. <laughs> don't throw him in there, I guess. I don't know. I'm not I'm not happy with that. I don't want to say Okay. Anyways, anyways, let's let's move on to center back. We're gonna we're gonna assume full health at this position. I don't want to hear Van Dyke's name. Yeah, well, don't, just just put Van Dyke in, and we'll debate the other one. Yeah, yeah. So Van no. Dyke in. No. We're gonna invite, we're, we're gonna. You do what, Callum? What? Hey, I swear you don't. Uh, you yeah. look at the ball backwards. No, that's ridiculous. Hey, Callum, so, so you think Fabinho sucks? You think Van Dyke sucks? No, no, no I think Van Dyke's really, really good. I think I think Van Dyke is really, really good. Don't Van Dyke wrong, is but... made in a. He's the ideal center back. What is one trait? That you would add to Van Dyke's game to make him better. Tom's gonna have Lewis Duncan McGuire at the back. Um, <laughs> a little bit better decision making at times. He gets a little frazzled and he makes some like dumb plays because he's so talented. I think. Yeah, I think he's slightly overrated and he's really really good. Obviously the best center back Liverpool's fucking like carried them in, in that game, but or <laughs> in that season. Yeah. I don't. I don't think he's no in, in that season. But I, in like when they won the championship, I don't think he's the best player. Uh, I don't think he's the most valuable player to that Liverpool team, which is a hot take. But we can get into that another time. Sure, we'll throw him in the world side, but I think that's just a terrible take. That sucks. <laughs> that's a terrible. That's like, I don't know, man. Henderson. Henderson's the most valuable player to that team, and I'll stand by it till the day I die. But. Okay, that's another episode. That's I, another episode. I don't, I, don't hate yeah, that I, I can actually, I can actually, like, kind of, like, and and in our Euro, in our Euro video, I'll I'll also say that I think it's ridiculous that Harry Kane is captaining England over Jordan Henderson. It's because he'd be a, a golden boy for the England. He's like the new David Beckham. Absolutely. Jordan Henderson should clearly be England's captain. Yeah. Clearly. Another yeah. episode. It's another episode. Anyways, anyways we'll, we'll talk about that later. But okay, We're throwing Van Dyke in, and who's the other center back? The other center back could be either – I have three city center backs down here, um, but but also, obviously, Sergio Ramos. Uh, no, it has, like, I, I would have to go Ramos just because, like, Diaz and Stones have been good for – like since what, like end of December, like yeah. they, the city weren't good. Like th- that's just over the last couple of months. Like, you go look at the player as a whole, right? I think you have to go. You gotta go Ramos. I'm like, he's one. I hate this guy, but I have to. Go, like, I think I have to. Go. Go. I think Varan is probably a little bit more valuable than Ramos at the moment, but he does he does make a few mistakes, so he's probably not the second best in the world. I don't know. Based on this season, Diaz is probably a shout. Yeah. If you're making a little XI, would you put Diaz in there? Or would you put Ramos in there? Or would you put Varane in there? No, Ramos is probably still still the yeah, best. I, I and and, and Ra- yeah, I mean, not that this matters at all, but Ramos next to Van Dyke would be a great partnership. Just yeah. Yeah. Miles contrast. 
Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I hate the guy. I just don't think there's a, there's a guy you can say has been better for longer. Yeah. And it's still, yeah, it's gotta be Ramos. Do you want to do like a CDM, a center mid and a can then? Yeah. So I was thinking one CDM, one box to box ish kind of guy. And then one yeah. cam, I have three shouts for CDM. I think I just had to, I had to throw this guy in here just cause how, how well city was playing. I have Rodri just cause he's been, he's been, he's been great this season. Um, I also have uh, Casemiro. I think he, every year, he's just such a good player. I think he's just so quality um, in terms of just ball winning, especially. I think he's the best ball winner, um, ball winning midfielder in the world. Um, and then and then we got Joshua Kimmich, who yeah, I think yeah. is is, is the best it's him in world yeah, football. I think the, the other two are good shouts, but... It, Kimmich is so good, dude. Kimmich is just... Yeah. I don't think there's much argument to that either. As well. Yeah, there's no argument. Um, yeah. It's got to be Kimmich there. This next position we could argue, though. This position. CM, kind of a box-to-box CM. I have uh, Modric, Cruz, Goretzka, Frankie de Jong. He could be a, a, a CDM, but I have him as a – he's been playing a little bit more forward this season. And then I also have uh, Ilkay Gundogan as well are my, are my five shouts for, for this position. What's the lack of Henderson? I all yeah sorry so I I was actually gonna put Henderson as well I just thought I just thought I was gonna get ridiculed by Maddie. Yeah, but... There's no point even talking about Henderson. There's no yeah, way. like I, I knew I knew he wouldn't get any 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 votes, but he is definitely one of the best center, box-to-box center midfielders in the world. You know, yeah, I just need that on record. I'm taking Paul. Yeah. Okay. Are you are you actually? I would say Pogba is. Okay. Uh... So I I I was gonna have him too. There's just so many honorable mentions. Um, Pogba is a great shout. Um, I he's think inconsistent though. He's inconsistent. It's always, it's always he's this good, but he never plays that well. Like when no. we watch United games, because he always has it on, like in the living room or whatever. Yeah. And I see him come on; he makes so much of a difference. Yeah, he's inconsistent because the stuff he tries is sometimes a little outrageous, and you <laughs> you can't pull off like sixty-yard crossfield balls consistently. No one can do it. I feel like I, he's I, playing well though to get his value up. Like yeah, like, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, as, like as agents, Raiola, like Raiola's a like a knob, like known that he's known to just mess with United. And I bet you he's just like, okay, start playing well so your value can get up, so we can get the most bang for a buck when you because yeah. he's probably going to leave. This believe, so be one of the highest paid players in the world. Yeah, I mean, Gundogan, I think is maybe the best playing the best out of all these guys, but yeah, but you're probably not going to put him. Imagine Pogba in that city team instead of Gundogan. Like, could you imagine the kind of numbers he'd be putting up and what he'd yeah. be doing? It would yeah. be just actually, I actually agree with Matty here. Uh, ability wise, I, I, I don't think I put Pogba in this team though. I think, I think Frankie De Jong um, is class. I think he's, I think he's really good. I think he's world class. And I think what happened to Barca then against people? If you watch that Barcelona team, it might be the most frustrating thing. He has to play with Sergio Busquets, who probably at this age runs um, maybe like 10 meters per 90 minutes. Uh, like that guy's an absolute dog. Frankie Dude, I thought that guy retired like five years ago. To be yeah, yeah. <laughs> Frankie De Jong just doesn't, he doesn't run on energy. Yeah. We're doing it. What's up, Ben? What's up, boys? Is that Matty Booth? Yeah, how's it going, Ben? Ah, <laughs> no, I was just gonna come in because, like, dude, go here. No, you guys talk about Alex anytime soon? They're gonna keep doing a podcast. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yo. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Can you give me ten minutes. All right, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I mean. I think Modric also deserves a shout, but yeah, I think Modric is still one of uh, the most solid players in the world. But I, I, I think he's a he's a little past being yeah. able to be like too creative and do too much on his own. Yeah, but I, I'm keeping it simple and you know doing his job. He's still up there as one of the best. So, so Maddie, who's your who's your guy right now? Paul Pogba's my guy. Paul Pogba, Zach. I'm I'm gonna have to go Pogba too. I think he's really good. Callum, go. You know who my guy is. It's not Paul Pogba, but okay, we'll leave it at that. Evan, Evan, if you're still with us, give us a guy. It, it, it's not Pogba, but uh, it's hard. <laughs> I don't know. I would say uh, 
I want to say this is such a hard one. What are my options again? I forgot. Frankie Dion, Logic, Tony Cruz, Dion, uh, Henderson, Pogba. I'm gonna go Henderson. I, I think it's Henderson. I think he's like. Integral, Thank so. you. Hendo is. I love. I love Henderson, man. The thing the guy, is, he has no flaws. He's got no flaws. He's best, everything I want out of him. Guess who the deciding vote is? Ez, who are you taking? Oh, uh, he's gonna captain my team. It's gonna be Jordan Henderson. Oh, <laughs> get him! I, I, I have to take out. Can't put this on the internet. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> Okay, I my pick would be Frankie Dion, but I have to pick between these two guys because you guys, you two picked. Yeah, I was a deciding vote between these two. Gotta be Hendo. It's gotta be Hendo over Pogba. But yeah, I would say I, I actually agree with you. I, I don't. Days. I don't think there's any argument that says Henderson's a better player than Pogba. He, he keeps it simple better because he sucks and he can't do anything other than that. Uh, but that's not Henderson, all he's got going you, for. You Champions made Hendo suck. Henderson, Champions. Wait, wait, wait. Matty, Matty, Matty. I just want to, I just want to test your bias right now. Hendo or Fabinho? Henderson's better than Fabinho. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I just want to make sure that we're still dealing with a mentally sane person on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so that, that one is probably the toughest position. Um, let's move on to, to our attacking midfielder in terms of quality. Um, we can just kind this of. This one's got to be the easiest one, no? Yeah. Easiest so, so there's, 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 there's not even a discussion about. De Bruyne. So I'm De Bruyne. Miller, Marco Royce, uh, Kevin De Bruyne. De Bruyne. Oh, Jesus. It's between De Bruyne and Bruno, and it's De Bruyne. Those are the two best, and it's Bruno. I don't think it's that close. It's, it's De Bruyne. Okay, so so yeah. next we have. Um... Man. Oh, man. That's <laughs> oh. So, I mean, you guys, gonna, you guys like the idea of De Bruyne. You, if you watch him play, he's not all bad. Nah, 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 nah. If, if what does Evan have? What does Evan have? De Bruyne, for sure. I, it's I, De Bruyne. It's not I even, think this season, Fernandez is way better, but, like, dude, De Bruyne, De Bruyne is so oh, yeah. but Again, like, if everything was going through De Bruyne like it is to Bruno, like, he's just not in, involved in as many attacks. Like he's up there with, like, the best in the Premier League. Have. Like, it's hard to stand out in that team. Um but, but okay, let's move on to – I'm just going to say we're going to go three attackers. We'll go two wing players. Um, we, won't, we won't go a left wing and a right wing. We'll just say two wing players. Um, here we have a bunch. Um, I'm going uh, honorable mention or, or my, my candidates are Neymar, Mane, Salah. Uh, I put Mbappe on the wing just because there's a lot of quality up top. Um, I put Mares. I put uh, Messi. And then I put um, uh, Leroy Sané as well as an as outside shout, but he's obviously not getting in. But well, he goes to Messi. I, I think. think we can all agree Messi. Yeah, yeah. so Messi gets in. Yeah. Um, I think this this next it's one tough. is in between, I think, Salah, Neymar, and Mbappe. Is that fair? So he's not that. even going to mention Ronaldo? No, no, he's, he's, he's going to be the in, the in our next position. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Striker's tough as well. Yeah. I'd, I'd um, give it to Neymar, honestly. I think Neymar. I, I'm going Neymar on this one, too. I'm going Neymar, too. Neymar's better than Messi. No, no, no. No, we already, we already have Messi. Uh, we already have win. Messi. <laughs> okay, I'm glad we agree. In terms of, like, yeah, I mean. Yeah. I mean, I Sal- Salah puts up good numbers, and, you yeah. know, I'd still rather have Neymar. But but what do you think about Ronaldo? Is he past it? Sorry? Are you guys – This is, is this Ronaldo in this one or no? So, so I have four <laughs> I have four candidates – I'd argue Ronaldo is the least deserving candidate out of these four, though. Oh, there's, there's three, I think. Uh, Harry Kane, Robert Lewandowski, Erling Holland, and then oh. Cristiano Ronaldo is fourth. And there's a gap. I think it's three, and then Ronaldo is is declined. He's he's already in fourth, but he's he's not even going to catch these guys. These three, I think. It's those, Lewandowski for me. I think Lewandowski. You guys, Lewandowski, like just like that. Yeah. yeah. I was talking to Matty about this. This guy scores a hat trick every week. In a first half hat trick, like I just go on Instagram and it's like okay. Lewandowski first but, half. If Kane was, was getting the the service that that Lewandowski was getting in that Bayern team, what do you think he does? Do you think he puts it's up the same really number? close? I actually do think it's close, but uh, I honestly think Kane would score more than Lewandowski and be considered better if they swap teams. Yeah, so, you can't know so, that and they're on the and, team. And I think I think Lewandowski is doesn't do as much. Overall, he wouldn't he wouldn't be as good on Tottenham as as Kane is. He wouldn't be as important. I think 
I think Kane's game is 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 more evolved and and more well rounded than than Lewandowski's. But we're just gonna uh, we need to talk about Erling Holland here. I mean, this guy is just he's up. gonna be better. He's gonna be the best. But right now, it's still a not there now. He has five more goals than anyone else in the Champions League right now. That's tearing apart the Champions League. And he's in a way worse team. Way worse team. I know what this But could that be the reason why he's scoring so much? Because everything has to go through him on the Dortmund team? Like, I've watched Dortmund a couple times. They don't play it through him. He's just so damn good that they have to play it to him. Like, there's no option. Yeah. Like every time he scores, he scores a brace every single game. It's actually absurd. Like actually, yeah. Like you turn it on, it's like Holland is. Look at every Dortmund box score. It's just like Holland, like sixty-two, eighty-eight. Like oh, I know. It's, he's a twenty-year-old guy. He scored two against Bayern in the first ten minutes. Like I think, I think if we have this same podcast in six months, we might be consensus Holland. But the fact that there's so much quality in this position. Um, it I I'm okay with putting Lewandowski. I I think Kane is the best striker in the world right now, but I'm okay with putting Lewandowski. My my pick is Kane though. Yeah, I I take Kane as well. Yeah, I gotta say my my is the seed, my, I my think, favorite part about this conversation is Ronaldo not even being close in the conversation. I mean, he doesn't really deserve it at this point. To do uh, something against Porto to to be in the conversation. Yeah, he, he was he was close in the in that game, and and that's kind of summed up. His this year with his him. whole career. <laughs> oh man, oh. I, I still think if if you have a ball drop into any striker in the world in the box, you need someone to finish it. I'm taking Ronaldo. Yeah, I think Ronaldo's the goat, and I think he's better than Messi. But, but I don't think he moves around and creates enough at the moment. Is, to... you, wait, okay, Ed, we need you back on this podcast if you're just gonna. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying that's just my opinion. I don't think anybody's wrong to say it's Messi, but I just think it's like it seems like it's fifty. Yeah, no, nobody's wrong to say Messi because that's the correct answer. Um, <laughs> people are wrong no, to. Say I think it's all, I honestly think like they're both so good in their own way. Right answer. It's the easy answer because it's the right answer. Uh, no, I. I <laughs> Okay, we can okay. talk about it another time. No, I feel like no. we can talk about that for hours. Quote, right? so we go Kane. Maddie said Kane. Uh, I'm, I'm with Kane. I've, Kane's unbelievable. Okay. I think Kane's unbelievable, but I just have to say Lowe does. He just because he's been okay. one. So in a close one, we have Kane. So let me, <laughs> let me read you guys our, the lineup that we just made. Um, All Black, Van Dyke, Ramos, Robertson, Cancelo, Kimmich, Henderson, De Bruyne. <laughs> I, that that sounds so off uh, in that team, like so off. Honestly, I couldn't get this team win in the Champions League because you got Henderson in there now. It's just like I don't that's know. I'll go in the Champions League. Oh, he would in this team, one hundred. I don't know. I just feel like Henderson walks in that dressing room and everyone just the morale goes down. They laugh about him. He walks in that dressing room with the armband on his in his on his arm. That's yeah, like you know, that dressing half the play. People refuse to play there. I'm not getting captained by a guy 20 <laughs> times worse than me. Like, get out of here. And then <laughs> you think Henderson, the armband. Henderson's just going to no, no, take no. it off. Mess it, it, in, in this team, though, who gets the armband? Messi. Ramos or Henderson? Messi, yes. No, that's go Messi. I think it has to be Messi. Oh, actually, Messi. No, but, Messi. Look at Messi right now. Actually, I guess it's because of Barcelona, not really a team. But look, I love so you Messi, look at this, but like, can we discuss his? Awesome. His deficiency at the penalty spot, like what's going on there? Yeah, it's he's in his dome. He is in his dome. Like, yeah, yeah. They're not even close too. Like the one against PSG, that's a horrible pen. That's horrible. Could have put it in the worst spot. No, I mean it's tough. It's tough. Um, it's tough to be the best player of all time, and you can't score on. a penalty. He's kind. Of, he, it's kind of like LeBron and his free throws. You know, yeah. they do everything else the best, but they just miss the easiest part of the game. That's good. That's good. Um. Yeah, and then this team would probably still lose 2 0 to City, considering the way they're playing right now. Um, but I think that wraps up our our soccer episode for um, for today. Thank you again to our guests uh, for joining us. This definitely won't be our last podcast. We'll talk or soccer podcast, I should say. We'll talk a bit about the Euros um, when that comes up this summer, which will be exciting. Um, we'll also dive into a few more player debates as well in the future. Um, Calum, you want to hit us with a little bit of, of an outro if I'm missing anything um, or any update on on like the streaming part of things? 
Yeah, I mean, we are, we're live now on Apple Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts. I mean, we're trying to get the video podcasts up, but we're really having technical difficulties with that. So it's, it's looking far down the road. Um, yeah, thanks to our Sky Sports analysts for helping out again in Maddie Booth and Evan Williams. Nice to have some rep- <laughs> representation there. Um, side note, kind of unrelated, this, this UCSB team, it had the, the biggest choke against Creighton, and they would have waltzed, absolutely waltzed through Ohio to get to the Sweet 16. I'm really triggered about that loss there because that's massive in our bracket challenge. Um, just a side note there. Um, but, yeah, th- thanks again, guys, for hopping on. Uh, thank you for listening to the potty. Once again, we've actually been getting some, some surprisingly good support, uh, especially with the downloads uh, on Spotify. Uh, so love that. But I, I got nothing else to add. Zachary, do you, do you have anything to add? Uh, not too much. Just thank the guys for coming on. I don't know what we're going to do next. Well, probably, hockey episode. Hockey episodes. Up I think we'll have hockey. I've got some aggressive thoughts about the Vancouver yeah. Canucks. Yeah, we'll talk Canucks next week. We'll talk, uh, we'll talk hockey next time. Thanks again. We kind of want to talk. I, I kind of want to talk March Madness again. Like, because I mean, do that too. Yeah. Next round's on Saturday, right? So, like, like the tournament goes into like fucking mid-April. Or like beginning of April, so we got we got we got bare time. Um, and like Michigan's about to lose; they're down six LCU, so we're about to have every Big Ten team out within the first oh, weekend. No, okay, which is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, did you did you know? Okay, fun fact for the viewers of the two: halfway through, no, halfway through the round of thirty-two, we had fourteen upsets, or sorry, fifteen upsets. So basically, a higher seed being a lower seed. Guess what the all-time record is for upsets in the entire tournament? 18 or something 14 in, in in the in three and a half days we already surpassed the most upsets ever like this this is march fucking madness it is actually insane the brackets no one has a perfect bracket there's no a single perfect bracket left in the world oh, after two days yeah not even close all right we'll sign off now uh thanks for watching see you guys